Hey, Dale Jr. Download fans, as promised, we have another bonus episode dropping this week. Today's episode is the Q&A session from Wednesday, August 31st, live at North Wilkesboro. Dale sat down with about seven late mile drivers, uh, helped fans get to know them a little bit better, know their story. We had one driver, she's from Michigan, one driver lived right outside turn three of North Wilkesboro his entire life. It's incredible stories. Plus, at the end, Dale answers a few questions from fans in the crowd, and he may have even dropped a little hint at future racing plans. I'm not going to say any more. You'll have to listen to the end to hear about that. Anyway, without further ado, here's Wednesday's Q&A session, live from North Wilkesboro. I wanted to uh, just talk a little bit about yesterday. Um, I guess, I mean, it's no secret we're going to have roughly around 20,000 people here tonight, and pretty it's pretty incredible i i don't know what i expected when we talked about doing this deal but i mean it, i don't know that we could expect more than this just so much uh excitement and and you know the racetrack's a big draw the history of this track and everything about it coming back i mean i don't know if it's really even sunk in for any of us that when you look around this place, it looks like it's been running for years, right? It looks amazing. They've done such an amazing job. But um, we're also going to see a great race. You know, the late model stock car, for me, is kind of my roots. The late model stock car races primarily in Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. And, uh, you know, racetracks struggle. They come and go, but mostly they go. And there's less and less places to run this car. And, um, you know, we're just really trying to do everything we can to shine a light on this type of race car. Uh, there's a little piece of the pie for every style of short track race car out there from asphalt to dirt. Uh, you know, on the asphalt, you got the super late models and the pro late models. And, and there's a little bit of pie for everybody. And I'm just uh, doing what I can, I guess, or trying to shine a light on the late model stock car so that it is celebrated and has a good future. Uh, we have a lot of amazing drivers that are going to run here tonight. Some of the most talented short track racers that run the late model cars in this area or in this field for the Cars Tour. The Cars Tour is just an amazing series. It, it tours, uh, obviously, around to some of the short tracks in this area. We've been running in that series for a long time. That's really where Josh Berry got most of his experience. And um, they just do a great job. And uh with online streaming and everything like that now i can watch all the races when i'm at work and it's just a lot of fun to be able to follow along you couldn't do that before you know five ten years ago we weren't watching the races we were just kind of you know texting and asking people that were at the track how things were going but anyways we had a good day yesterday car was really fast um i qualified in in uh, sixth position and the car is probably better than that but uh, I ain't done this in a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, the car was really fast in practice, but um, it's, a, it's a tough field, and I feel thrilled to have set myself somewhere in the top ten. So, uh, and Carson, our other car, got the pole, so that was great. And uh, anyways, um, we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit about that or see if we can't have some time for some Q&A on the back end, but let's get some of the drivers up here. The first driver... We're going to bring up here is Brandon Pierce. He's been racing in the Cars Tour for quite a while. Brandon's a great guy. Thank you, Brandon. 
Brandon's, I've been watching Brandon. A lot of these, I mean, every one of these guys, I recognize the name and been watching them race for a long time. So uh, uh, you're kind of almost a veteran, I guess, in this series. But uh, just tell us a little bit about where are you from and, and how you got your start in racing uh, and, you know, how you got to this point. Yeah, well, first off, thank you for having me and, and thank all your guys for your support, not only for Dale, but for the series and coming out here and supporting the racetrack. Um, so my name is Brandon Pierce. I'm 27, 26 years old, I'm sorry, uh, from Oak Ridge, North Carolina. Man, uh, all right. So I went so, to military school at Oak Ridge. Do you know that? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, my parents' house is uh, my parents' house about a mile Everybody and a half laughs there. like that's some joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where they got my ass straightened out, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, right there, uh, like I said, parents' house about a mile and a half up from the, uh, the military academy. And uh, I guess really for me, my start came uh, from racing being in my family. Uh, my dad growing up my grandfather owned a goodies goodies dash series team really um kirk bryant drove oh, yeah. for us some uh bobby labani had a start for us and then actually one of your employees best friends of my dad billy wilburn mm -hmm. uh they had mickey york uh run a car uh up at milwaukee so racing's just kind of always been in my in my blood and um dad raced a little bit he never ran late models or anything but did legend cars and go-karts and stuff like that so uh i started racing uh late models in 2016 and I've been full-time on the car store since 2017. Yeah, who do you drive for? Drive for uh, Lee Pulliam. So I'm sure most of you probably heard that name. So uh, obviously very honored and, and blessed. And uh, he's taught me so much, you know, especially in a, a short amount of time. I, I came straight out of go-karts, straight into a late model. So, you know, no pure stock, no limited, no street stock, no nothing. And, um, you know, these cars are hard to drive. And every year the technology and the advancements get so much further along the competition gets so much tougher and uh you know when i first started running the car store you know you'd have six to eight guys every week i would say that could probably win a race tonight i don't think it's you know out of context to say any of the 30 cars in this field could win and yeah. it's been that way for about a year and a half now so very very tough competition it's the weirdest thing because i watch the races and and you'll see a guy that won the race last week run you know 20th um, it's just, you know, like Deke, uh, McCastle, he come, you know, he's kind of struggled a little bit this year, but then shows up last week at Motor Mile or just a couple of days ago and was by far the best car, just running away with it. So it is a very competitive series. And you mentioned Lee, Lee's multi-time national champion. To put a little respect on his name, Josh Berry thinks that he's the best race car driver ever, he ever raced against. So what's it like to be able to have a chance to, you know, work with a guy with so much, uh, so much accomplished, um, does it put a little pressure on you or is it a, um, you know, a big advantage? Uh, I would say a little bit of both, you know, uh, probably most of you don't know, but Lee took a chance on me, uh, at the end of the 2018 season, he was ready to, uh, take a step back a little bit from full-time racing. He did run 2019 full-time at South Boston, but, um, we had kind of been in talks and, and the phone rang one day and he said, Hey, you know, I want to have you up here at my shop. See if you'd be interested in driving for me. And, uh, that was November of 18. And signed with him uh, later uh, in December of that year and uh, started driving for him, like I said, full-time in 19, been with him ever since. And it's just, he's taught me so much. I mean, I've learned so much about a car and drive and, you know, how to make a bad race car, have a good night and take a, a good race car and have a great night. And, and just to take what your equipment will give you and to move around. I mean, he's probably one of the best when it comes to that. I mean, he's told me that he's, you know, he's won over a hundred races and he said you know 
probably only 20 of those, I feel like I had the best car. But I think that's just what separates guys like him and, and Josh and, as you said, Deke. You know, it's just an honor to run this series and, and to have been able to race against Lee. And so now uh, he spots for me, so that's really cool too. And, uh, you know, my first race with him, we actually got to beat, you know, you guys with Josh. And so that's by far been the biggest win of my career. And, uh, you know, it was just a really special moment. First, first career pole, uh, first career win with the Tour and uh, our first race together, so that was really special. So uh, this, this race came along, y'all's schedule comes out, y'all are in the middle of the season, grinding along, and then <clears throat> this, this, race, this race itself kind of gets put in your calendar. And it's literally just a couple days after the motor mile race, so it'll be a quick turnaround, which uh, you know everybody had to grind to make that happen. When you heard about this race being put on the schedule, what was the reaction from you and, and your guys? Uh, so I was extremely excited. You know, I think anybody that, that grows up in races like yourself, late model, you know, anybody that, that has that urge to race, the goal is always cup. You know, I think if they tell you any different, they're, they're probably telling a story. But uh, so for me, this, this is me making it there. You know, we, were, we had the opportunity. It looked like, uh, you know, the other year that the tour was going to go to Rockingham and stuff just didn't work out. And I think that was, you know, the, a good call. But uh, I think these cars definitely belong here. And uh, so when it, when it came out, I was, you know, extremely excited. And then also, you know, for my dad, if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be here. And, uh, you know, he's, he's put everything into me and, and my racing career and, and helping out. It's, it's something we do together. And, and uh, you know, he's always loved it and, and given me the opportunity. And we, we have a business right up the road here, about eight, eight minutes, Crossroads Harley-Davidson. So, uh, you know, to finally race at home for them is uh, – is really really special and i'm sure you guys have seen the the banner up around here and um you know also have some some other awesome local wilkes community sponsors so uh it's just awesome to be here man and, and can't thank you enough too for coming to run with us it's really cool and you've obviously been a big advocate for the series and and i always see you tweet you know you tune in every race you know even when you're away doing your tv stuff so it's just an honor and um you know yesterday taking the first laps was really really cool i told somebody it was like my first time going to martinsville so yeah. uh, that was really neat I was going to ask you that. So yesterday we had we had this Q and A, and we hadn't been on the track. So now we'll have a chance to talk to Sydney all about your experience on the track. You know, I know I felt the same way when I pulled out there. It was like walking out on Fenway Park or something. It was just really a great feeling to be on the track and making laps. Um, but how how does the track drive? How's how do you what would you compare this to? What are some of the challenges you're work, you know you're thinking you're going to face tonight? Um, you know, I think tire wear, obviously. Uh, is, is probably the obvious, but, you know, I, I guess this is a, a good time to say it. I'm torn they're going to tear this place up. I, I think the surface is great. Uh, I love it. Um, to me, turns three and four resembles. I, the guy that's going to tear this, the surface up is over there. His name's Barry. You can talk to him <laughs> afterwards. I, I think he turned his head when I said yeah, that. He that's did. why He's when looking, you said yeah. looking at the ground. Yeah. Everybody's shaking his hand. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, so, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but I, so for me, I resemble turns three and four a little bit to Myrtle Beach, uh, at least you know as far as turning off the wall, getting into turn three. That's the closest thing I resemble it to. Um, obviously, the way that transition goes up out of four, that makes it a little different than there, but I think the way you try to exit still resembles that a lot. Yeah. And then for me, one and two's unlike anywhere I've ever been, right. but it's a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, you really float the car off in there and, and kind of do like a mini diamond and then you know get it low, and then you're coming uphill. And so... That, that's pretty incredible as well. So it's just a really fun place to drive. Um, obviously, before yesterday, I had never turned a lap on it besides iRacing, and that helped a lot. You know, just 
trying to get my bearings about me and at least, you know, being able to get up here and, and get out and go. You know, these car show races, we get a decent amount of practice, but obviously yesterday, you know, weather was a little bit of a factor, so that threw a wrench in some things, but luckily was able to get some track time, and uh, I'm ready to go to work tonight. Yeah, could, me too. Could you feel the, diff, uh, the uphill and the downhill? It's pretty – I mean – when we're sitting here, we're not even thinking about that. But, man, when you're out on the racetrack climbing up out of two, it's just lugging all the way up the straightaway. And then you fly down the front straightaway into one way over your heel, you know, way over your skis kind of getting into the corner and the car is trying to back in there. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I uh, I told – Lee had told me, you know, hey, you know, it's a transition. And I could feel it, but I actually we're, – we're kind of diagonal from y'all's holler down here. And I don't think you really get an appreciation for it till you're down here in the concrete bottom and you can see the way the the rock wall is here and how much you actually are trying to come yeah. up out of that hole and then you can like you said you can definitely feel it uh getting into one so it's uh it's definitely a driver's track and um it, like i said a lot of fun so you're gonna have to save tires 125 laps you get to put on two right side tires at some point which i'm sure you're going to try to wait to the last possible minute to do that um where do you want to ride where do you want to position yourself in that top 10 i mean do you want to go out there and lead and control the race is it because i see you know over the last like three or four years tire conservation at a lot of these tracks has become more and more important but also sometimes the guy that's out front is saving his tires more than the guy that's in eighth so explain that yeah that that's like you said it kind of has become interesting you know for the longest time tire saving was just the guy that went to the back you know and right. just hung out and basically rode slow enough or just fast enough to not go a lap down but as you said and obviously uh i feel like josh has become one of the best at doing that uh, him and lee being able to keep the track position up front and not fall back and still save enough to 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 pull off the win at the end so um i wish i could give you an answer right now <laughs> the honest one's gonna be i'm gonna do exactly whatever lee pulliam tells me to do yeah I'm with you. I got Josh spotting for me, or he's going to be my crew chief. So I'm just like, hey, listen, t don't think I know anything. Just, just, just tell me everything that you think I need to know. And I walked up to him yesterday before practice. I said, all right, how hard am I going in this practice? Is this 80%, 90%, 100%? And he's like, you know, just go out there and drive smart. I'm like, all right. So you're going to have to tell me, like, when to ride, when to turn it on, when to turn it off, because, uh, you know, it's not going to be obvious to me. This is a, this is a fun style of racing. Um, I love tire conservation. I think it makes a driver think. I think it puts it really into the driver's hands to take care of his car. So I'm excited about that challenge tonight, and hopefully uh, hopefully I can figure it out. It's, I'm, I'm not as good as you guys are. I'm probably going to burn that right rear off, even though I think I'm saving it. Yeah. I'm just glad, you know, like I said, to be able to, to come to another place that is kind of tire conservation. Obviously, I know you guys with Lost Speedways have documented, you know, Myrtle, unfortunately, going down. You know, that was a place that was very near dear to my family's heart. Dad has business down there. He actually, the years you were going down there to make the late model race, he was the sponsor for those races. So, um, you know, that place was always really special. And so now, luckily, uh, Steve Zacharias and his family, you know, shored up the road to Florence. So we go down there and support those guys twice a year. And, and uh, it was three with the tour, but uh, go down there for the icebreaker and the uh, South Carolina 400. So I love tire conservation races. I used to hate them. I absolutely did early on in my career because I couldn't save. I was the new kid, and for me, it was just go as fast as you can. And I learned really quick that hickory and, you know, places like that, that wasn't the way to go. So um, I uh, this this is my style right here, and 
you know, I couldn't be more excited to uh, to go out here tonight in front of a sold out crowd and put on a show for these fans for 125 laps. You got it, buddy. Well, thank you, Brandon, for coming up here and, and giving us a little bit of time, man. Yeah, and one more thing. I just wanted to – I had a little friendly wager for you. Okay. If, if I finish in front of you tonight, yeah, I'd like us to have a beer on pit road and you come sign my door. I'm going to put it in the man cave of my, my, my fiancé's new house. I'll do you one better. If I, make, if I cross the finish line and get the checker flag on the lead lap, we'll have a beer. Sounds good. But one more thing. <laughs> for, for all you guys, if Dale outruns me, I'm going to make a contribution to his foundation. So, all right. Uh, can't thank, thank you, you so enough much. for everything. Thank you. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Man, that's awesome. He's a good guy. We've been racing with him for a while. <clears throat> So uh, the next guy I want to bring up here, I don't really know a whole lot about, and uh, so we'll all learn together. Uh, it's Hayden Swank. Come on up here, Hayden. <laughs> kind of one of the newer guys around the uh, late model stock ranks. So Hayden, uh, first off, uh, tell us where you're from. Sure. So I'm from Woodstock, Georgia, um, kind of just outside of Atlanta. So, you know, I'm not, not quite a Carolina guy, but, you know, it's still, still feel really cool to be here. So where did you get your start in racing? Yeah, so um, I know a lot of guys uh, get their start, you know what I mean, through their family or whatever, but I never had that. My dad was a football coach, um, and it was just really by happenstance. You know, I always grew up watching NASCAR on TV as a kid, and fortunately I uh, lived just a few minutes away from a quarter midget track. So, you know I mean, once I went over there for my first time, like I, I saw like what they were doing and stuff and like realized there's kids my age racing. I'm like, oh, no, 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 like this isn't something like – I want to do like I have to do this yeah so um, you know I grew up started out in that racing with Corey Heim Chandler Smith we all kind of came up together so that was pretty cool moved into Bandoleros Legends cars and then 2020 I got my first taste of the big stuff in Chargers limited late model and you know this is this is my first year in um, full 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 blown late model stock cars so they definitely threw me in the deep end <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know what's your uh What's the racetrack, I guess, that you've been spending most of your time racing at? Yeah, so our team, Tech Racing, is based out of Rougemont, North Carolina. We're about two or three minutes away from Orange County Speedway. Love that track. Really want it to come back next year. I'm not sure who, who I talked to about that, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where I you know, kind of grew up um, or came up and really learned how to drive these things. So at Orange County, yeah. I, when, we, when we first got back into late model stock racing we built a late model stock car for a guy named tj majors who's a spotter now in the in a cup series tj's gonna spot for me tonight up there in turn two so um but anyways tj was a driver and we built a car and went to orange county that was the first place we took the car to shake it down timothy peters come up there and drove it a little bit and uh, then we let tj out there to run some laps and we ran uh, ran our first race for junior motorsports uh at orange county it was a it's a great little racetrack man it's got cracks in it that you can put your hand in they're pretty wide but uh those old wore out surfaces we talked about it uh just previously uh with pierce the the wore out surfaces seem to be some of the most fun tracks to run on absolutely yeah no i love those those kind of driver's tracks even if orange County's about probably 20 years <laughs> overdue for a repave i i still love places like that and um i think we ran really well at coastal or goodyear all-american earlier in the year and that was a big tire saving track so I'm hoping this will play really well um, to us and our team later today. Uh, I think we got a lot of work to do, but um, should be pretty good for us. Yeah. So, 
when you heard that North Westboro was going to be on the schedule, was this something that you guys uh, put on your list of races to go to? Was this something you guys had to put together and work toward? So, you know, tell me about your, uh, I guess, your emotions when you heard about the Cars Tour coming here. Yeah, so I, I mean, like, just growing up around racing and stuff, I always heard, like, stories in North Wilkesboro, but, you know what I mean, even despite all the grassroots movements, I never really thought it would be something I got the chance to do. And when I saw, like, this was happening, I already had it circled, and I was like, all right, we got to find out, figure out a way to get here. And then, you know what I mean, it made it as a Cars Tour points race, and it was on the schedule for real. And, you know, luckily we were able to get here with our partners from overtime. So huge thanks to them for helping me get out here. But, I mean, just – just the opportunity to race here at this track is just something else. Like anything that comes like beyond that, like a good finish today is just, just bonus really. Talk about the racetrack. You had some practice yesterday. Um, you know, we weren't able to talk to some of the drivers yesterday because we had the Q and A before practice, but now that you had some laps on the, on the track, what are some of the unique things about it or some of the challenges? Yeah. So, um, I think what kind of caught me off guard here was, I knew the corners were sweeping, but I didn't realize how little banking there was and how little grip that banking, or like how little grip there was in general. Um, I was kind of expecting a little bit more of a high banking track, maybe a little bit more like Hickory. But when I got here and found something a little bit more uh, like Greenville, which is a super flat track, you know, I mean, I really had to change my mindset uh, really quickly. But I think we really found a, a good neutral setup for our car, something that's going to um, help us be there at the end. Um, I think it'll run really well on worn out tires. So. I think we'll have a good piece for tonight. Uh, starting at the back is going to be kind of a challenge, but uh, just running this place. Um, I'd say, like, the biggest shock was going down the front straightaway. It being downhill, I'd never, never did anything like that in an oval <laughs> car before, so that was, that was definitely new. Yeah, we were talking about that, how pronounced it is. It, you know, when you're standing here, it doesn't – you know, you can obviously see it visually, but you wouldn't think it would be a big deal. But the car comes off a of two, and it just really never gathers much speed all the way down the back straightaway. And you can drive into three so deep because you're really carrying probably 10, 15 less horse or miles per hour into that corner versus the front stretch. But you fly down that front straightaway, downhill into one, and the car is kind of rolled over on the right front. It's trying to back into the corner or push into the corner. It doesn't really handle very well down the middle no matter what. Yeah, that's what um – I was like really, really shocked about because I was like, I, I felt like I was driving in pretty deep and I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels like it's going to come around. And my crew chief said, I was like, yeah, it's going to do that. So you better get used to it. So <laughs> I called Daryl Walter. Uh, so we were, we, you know, who's the best at this racetrack? You know, Junior Johnson, Daryl Walter, they had the most success here in my mind. And um, knowing that Daryl drove for Junior and this is right in Junior's backyard, I called Daryl and I said, hey man, I'm going to run North Wilsboro and I know it's been, I don't know, 50 years since you raced here. Uh, anything special y'all did to the car? Anything unique with the geometry or the sway bar or trying to get down into one? I'm just really loose. And, and uh, he's like, no. He's like, just back off earlier. I'm like, simple enough. I was, I was hoping he had some tricks because, boy, you know Junior Johnson had some secrets and some tricks. Uh, he would bend that rule book. And, uh, but Daryl didn't have anything of significance in terms of changing our setups to help us, but he just said lift earlier, so we're going to try that tonight. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how much I buy the he didn't have a trick, maybe he just wasn't willing to share it, <laughs> just in case he t it's a chance to come out here, but um, no, it's, um, it's definitely unique, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how this thing's going to race. I am too, man. Thanks for giving us some time today. Absolutely. We enjoyed Thank having you. you. Yes, sir. See you out on the track.
Oh, man. So uh, the next driver coming up here uh, races with uh, the Cars Tour. Seen his name in the, in the lineup here uh, over the last couple of years. Caden Honeycutt. Come on up here, Caden. Good to see you. Thanks for coming up here. Yes, sir. Yeah. So how long have you been running on the Cars Tour? So this will, this is my second full-time season. Okay. And the first year that I've ran for Mr. Nelson. Okay. Yeah. Who'd you run for last year? I, I ran for Justin Johnson last year. It was uh, our first time. Uh, he was his first time being a car owner and uh, campaigning. And we had three full-time cars, and we were fortunate to almost win a championship. So All right. That was fun. So where are you from? Where did you get your start in racing? So uh, I'm from Alito, Texas, and uh, I've raced since I was eight years old, so this will be my 11th year of racing. And I started in Mandaleros. You probably know what those are. And uh, through Legends Cars, I did a couple of ARC starts here and there and uh, just kind of gradually worked. Kind of backed off the past couple of years, learning, actually building racecraft and learning how to win races. And uh, this is probably the best place for me and uh, I've learned so much from the series so I, I, I if I had to recommend anybody to to get to learn these race cars I would race here yeah I think that the um, that's a great point I think that the late model stock car is a great place to learn racecraft mm -hmm. um, there's not a ton of power uh, they have a hundred more horsepower than when I raced them in the 90s but uh, there's still not a lot of power the brakes are very um, you know kind of throwback old school brakes uh, not a really great braking package and uh, the standard old steering box. So, I mean, it's really like an old cup car from years ago, and it doesn't do anything great. Um, and so you kind of have to learn how to drive the car, but also stay off each other and take care of each other. And uh, that really teaches the driver race craft, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this, this car actually has a lot similarities like to move up to an arca car an xfinity car with the truck rom style style things and uh it has that characteristic that you doesn't that you don't get in a pro and super late model um so that's why i think this is more of a relevant uh standby to to move up and it would teach you a lot more so are you predominantly just running the cars tour this year are you doing any other kind of driving in another you know running any local track stuff every once in a while show up at a weekly show somewhere um so this for now, I, I've ran just for the Cars Tour this season, and I've made uh, some truck starts already for uh, the team I'm working with, On Point Motorsports. Uh, I've ran Richmond and Pocono already. Um, we're running Kansas uh, in two weeks. So, um, so right now, I'm, I've just stick with late mile stocks. I haven't done any pro late mile, super late mile type things. So I've pretty much uh, predominantly stick with this series. What's it like been? Uh, what's it like uh, jumping in a truck? Uh, uh, and going to these, you know, place like Pocono. It was Pocono. Like what? It, <laughs> Didn't make a, a lap. Massive. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it was, this is when we rained out, and the first lap was heading towards turn one and 180. So it was like, wow. I'm just my eyes just like opened up as wide as possible. Like, wow, this is really just about to happen. You're doing this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> never thought. Never thought. And then when I, when we hit the tunnel, I was like. Well, I wonder how this is going to go. And, and a literally wreck happened at the tunnel turn right in front of my nose. I'm like, oh, that's an awesome way to start. Yeah. That's how I feel every time I went to tunnel turn. What's yeah. going to happen here? <laughs> you never can hit that thing the same way no, twice. Absolutely. And it gets worse every year with the bumps. And if you hit it wrong, you're you're in the fence pretty yeah. hard. So, uh, so I guess, you know, obviously you're trying to get more opportunities to run in the truck series. You know, is that – looking pretty promising uh, for next yeah. year it is um you know i haven't haven't had a plan to announce anything yet but i'm we're very close on making that happen uh with the team i'm currently with 
So um, whether it be a part-time or full-time deal, I will be able to do some stuff next year. And I've already uh, told these guys I, I will race some select races with this tour again. And uh, it's hard for me to let go of late model racing at a young age already. So it's I definitely don't want to, you know, put the series aside for me. I want to actually do some. You know, yeah. there, you can always get better. You know, right. there's nothing there's nothing that I won't learn. Uh, whether it be this race or the next race or next year in the same class so uh, as much as i can race i will race yeah i think once you spend uh the amount of time even just the amount of time that you've spent in the late mile stock car it's in your system forever you know yeah. and i always said that um when i retired i was going to go back to late mile stocks and i was really uh i wasn't very proactive to doing that but here we are um I think I'm going to probably get done tonight and say, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> Is this you a know? foreshadow you're going to do more with us? I would, I think it, I mean, yeah, why not, right? <laughs> if it goes, if it goes well and I don't embarrass myself. No, I, uh, I doubt it. I doubt you know, it. I remember watching the South Boston race this year. If I don't do what, the, but if I don't create what happened on the front straightaway at South <laughs> Boston tonight, I'll be very happy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to make a lot of friends down there in the garage so everybody takes care of me. I think Do people will love you no matter what, All right. especially these guys. Well, I need, no matter what. <laughs> I, need, I need the all, I need the drivers to like me too so I don't, <laughs> you know, so I don't get spun out out there. But, um, you know, talk about, you obviously have a pretty good uh, understanding of, of the history of this racetrack. And, and I asked this question to one of the, one of the drivers we had up here earlier. I kind of want to know what the emotion was like or the thought was, good or bad, don't matter, when y'all have a schedule, right, and you got a plan for the year, and then right in the middle of the season, we put this, ske yeah, yeah. We put this on your table, right? Mm -hmm. And it's literally just a couple of days after the, the last race. Um, so it was a challenge. Um, I'm sure the car owners groaned a little bit about just the schedule of it, but um, when you heard that, man, you're going to get to come out here and, and run some laps here, was that a cool thing? Absolutely. Um, whenever it was put on iRacing, whenever uh, COVID hit the expedition race with the Cub Drivers race, I was, I was really hoping something would happen. You know, this has been in a, a conversation for a couple of years, and I was really just looking forward to um, just being able to watch. It, just to be able to watch a race here I think would have been awesome for me. And to be able to run laps on it yesterday was just – was just unbelievable like i was like wow this is the most historic place i've ever driven around and um I, you know it, it lives up to its name already like these guys are supporting it just like they said they would and uh i, I don't think without these type of people you we wouldn't be here and also with you know like you said with the the car owner side um, luckily we had backups to be able to be ready for that but um I think for, for other guys that don't have backup cars, I think they were so excited just to be here. It didn't really matter if yeah. it was the next day after Motor Mile or a day before Motor Mile. So, um, you know, I'm happy to be here, and I, I really appreciate you for help, for getting us here and uh, making all this happen for us because, quite honestly, with, even if how the race turns out today, we're still going to enjoy it, and we appreciate just being here. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. I um, I talked to a couple teams. They said after Motor Mile, which was Saturday night, right? Uh -huh. So after Motor Mile, they just spent the night in Motor Mile at the track, working on the car in the yeah. middle of the racetrack, you know, at the, at the track itself after the race, getting the car turned around to come here. But um, we really appreciate everybody in the industry, everybody down there in the garage, you guys for working so hard to be here. And, um, uh, you know, you, I, in my mind, it's one of the – 
premier series that runs in the in the country uh, for short track racing. So we've we've we're we're very lucky today to have the car store here. But um, yeah, just tell us about uh, you know next steps for you. You know, I know you want to race in the truck series, but what's your ultimate goal? Obviously, to probably get to a Cup Series ride at some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, I can be able to ride some trucks here, uh, some trucks here, there. Um, hopefully, for a couple of years, and um, you know, hopefully, race for you one day next <laughs> next three or four years. Uh, and then, you know, my ultimate goal is to be a Cup driver. I think that's every every uh, driver's dream. So. Uh, whatever I have to do to make it happen, whether it's to run 30th every week or whether it's again for a win every week, I want to race in the Cup Series no matter what the circumstances. And uh, I feel like we're, we're on the right track on doing that. We just have to continue to work hard and learn. And uh, I have to execute uh, just about every week just to make that happen. So that uh, depends on my part and depends on outside the racetrack's part. Well, tell everybody your car, what it looks like, uh, your sponsors, your partners that are got you here today, so when they see you out on the track tonight, they know who to pull for. So we, I'm, a, I'm driver at the <clears throat> number 12, Autos by Nelson Chevrolet, and uh, it is white, solid rock carriers, friends of Jacqueline. Um, we also have uh, Chevrolet Castrol Autos by Nelson on the back bumper cover. It is a black bumper cover with a, a white white base. So look out for it tonight. We start P3. We'll have a good race car, and hopefully we'll be able to race this man for the win at the end of the night. All right. I love it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you coming. All right. So the next guy also out-qualified me, I think. Um, Carter Langley. Come on up here, Carter. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, I saw your dad last night walking through the garage. He introduced me to himself as we was leaving here at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, we had a late night last night. I, I know some of you might have been here, but uh, with the weather and everything and there's some track issues, they had a little leak here and there. Uh, everything was pushed back, and uh, we ended up qualifying about 1 in the morning. Have you ever done anything like that? Actually, uh, Martinsville last year, I think we ended up qualifying pretty late. Not that late. Uh, Go-kart days, I definitely qualified pretty late, or race late at least. Yeah. But um last night was probably one of the latest nights yeah i was dragging um <laughs> i'm still dragging a little bit but um so yeah like did you get enough rest not really no <laughs> will you nap we try to catch a nap in the middle of the day sometime maybe there's, after this i might <laughs> there's some gaps yeah i'm looking at the gaps i might try to get me a nap i mean we don't race till like 7 30 no i mean i think the street stocks are going first oh that makes it even better no it said on the schedule the street stocks are racing first. Hey, all right. You need to check, man. I keep. <laughs> we'll catch a nap after the race. All right. <laughs> We're gonna find out. Barry, me and Barry had a competition of who's right. Uh, he texted me yesterday at seven o'clock, and I said, uh, he said, "We're gonna run the street stocks and the, the limiteds before y'all qualify." I said, "Barry, we're gonna be qualifying at one in the morning." He said, "No, ten o'clock." It was one in the morning. Ten o'clock came around pretty quick. Yeah. So um, just tell us a little bit about where you're from. Um, you know, the Langley name, I think about obviously the racetrack, but yep. uh, so you got a little racing heritage in your, in your name, even if, even if uh, your family's not a racing family. But maybe, you know, just tell us a little bit about where you're from and uh, how you got your start. Well, I'm, I'm from Zebulon, North Carolina. Uh, I started racing go-karts when I was seven, and uh, – I think I was around nine or ten. I started racing for Hermie and Elliot Sadler in really? their, their go kart program, and uh, I raced there until uh, 
I started racing Charger about three years ago and uh, moved out to late model last Where year. Where at? Uh, I raced Southern National. Yep. I ran Myrtle Beach, Dillon, uh, ran ASUM. I ran just about Moving everywhere around. I could. Yep. Yeah. Tried to get as much track time. Uh, second year in late model. Uh, love it so far. First year in the tour and uh, just trying to make a name for myself right now. Uh, had a, some top five, top ten finishes, uh, the top ten, still looking for the top five, and hopefully a win here soon. Uh, South Boston is one marked on my schedule, but uh, hopefully we could do good there. Yeah, so you ended up qualifying really well last night. Was that kind of how you felt? Did you feel like the car had that kind of speed in practice? Well, I didn't know. I mean, before the rain delay, I got half a lap of practice and then went out for night practice, basically, and uh, – Car felt pretty good. Uh, didn't stick her up. Just had had some old tires that uh, we thought were pretty good, and uh, got the car as close as we could on those. And we went out to uh, qualify. It, it just felt really good, and I could drive it off in there, and it would stick. So um, ended up putting a decent lap down and um, got P4. Yeah, good job. So um, <clears throat> when the race starts, what's the mentality? How are you going to run this race? I don't know. It, these past couple of races i've just been going with the flow if you want to know the truth and uh seeing how everything plays out and it's worked out pretty good for me so far so i think i might find somebody right behind maybe you maybe carson uh I, I don't ride behind me i mean i don't know what i'm doing you you might go to the front and dang lead this thing you know i'm burning i ain't gonna burn it up i am not gonna burn it up so uh, that's that's why i need to ride behind you so i don't burn it up <laughs> Man, I was going to try to find somebody to ride behind. <laughs> Shoot. Um, yeah, I mean, that we talked about it, the tire, trying to save the tire. The tire wear here is insane, uh, which is a really good challenge. Uh, we'll be able to put on some rights, but, the le- you know, at some point, but the lefts will be destroyed. Yes. And so I noticed, you know, after four, four to five, six laps, the car just didn't do anything right. And there was nothing really you could do as a, a driver to adjust to fix any of it. You just kind of yeah. got to put up with it. Um, is that kind of common at most of these racetracks, you know, that you have where, you, you know, we got the war out surface. The car's just yeah. not going to do everything you want it to do, and you just got to make the best of it. Yeah, it really reminds me a lot of Myrtle Beach, honestly. Uh, I ran second for one of my Charger races the longest time, and I was just trying to save tire the whole time and ended up having a little bit of tire left at the end of the race. And, uh, and just I feel like tonight is going to be really big on saving tires, uh, especially yesterday in practice when I went out there the first time and then I went out the second time and it slowed down a little bit and I looked the right here and it didn't look too good so I had to pack it down a little bit for the race. <laughs> yeah I think you're right I don't think anybody's going to do it just right um, and we're all going to be slipping and sliding pretty big at the end of this thing. Yes sir I think so. Uh, the past couple of races uh, with the tire shortage and everything uh, we haven't really got a lot of tires to practice on and everybody's been using their old tires to practice on and I feel like everybody had old tires to practice on at the beginning of the day yesterday and kind of got used to that sliding around a little bit and adjusted the cars a little bit early to see so they have a better long run car yeah so um you know you mentioned that you kind of just getting started with the cars tour uh what's what's next steps for you do you even think about that uh, I just go one weekend at a time yeah. I mean I'd like to run the tour again next year, uh, but it all depends on how this year goes. And uh, hopefully one day, I mean, get the cup, you know, that's everybody, every kid's dream. But uh, late models right now is uh, is my priority, and I, I really like racing late models. If I stay here the rest of my life, I, I like working on them. I like, 
I like messing with them all the time, so I, I'd be fine staying here if I if that's all I got to. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of guys. You know, we we obviously wish for you to get as far as you can go and accomplish everything you want to in your future. But there are a lot of guys that made a life and a career out of racing local short tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some names. <clears throat> I think personally, you know, when I'm, you know, just in this area alone, some of the names like Max Presswood and mm-hmm. Barry Beggarly and some of the guys that I remember yeah. being legends uh, on on a late mall stock circuit are still mm-hmm. as respected today as they were then, you know. So yeah. I kind of, um, you know, you the guys that make a life out of racing on the short track, uh, they're tough competitors and. Um, some of the guys that are probably the most respected in the in in motorsports in the in, in stock car racing at least, uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty incredible. Some of those guys will will run those short tracks for for their entire lives, mm-hmm. thrilled to death to be doing it, uh, and then eventually turn the hand you know turn the steering wheel over to somebody else and become yep. a mentor for a younger driver. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my goal is to hopefully be a crew chief one day and own my own team and. Uh, just be able to put my knowledge and give it to somebody else, you know, and uh, make younger people like me have have a career out of racing and hopefully do the same thing as me one day. Yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome, man. Thanks for coming up here and giving us a, giving us a little bit of your time. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. It's been awesome it. to get to know you a little bit. Thank you. We'll be seeing you out on the racetrack. Let's have some fun tonight. Yes, sir. I will. You got it. Thank you. <clears throat> So you know, you know, down deep in his soul, in his soul, in his heart, he wants to, he wants to get as far as he can go, and he probably dreams a little bit about running that, running a cup car one day. But it's pretty impressive to see a young guy like that with so much wisdom, uh, to have a have a goal to be a short track racer the rest of his life, because that's that's a, that's an incredible thing to do as well. Um, the next guy coming up here, he didn't have to come too far. Uh, he lives right across the uh, what turn four, back. Turn three. All right. Dylan Wilson. Come on up here, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Dylan drives what I think might be the best-looking car out there. Can't miss it. Uh, black and is that – is it pink, orange? What it's, is it? I think it's technically fluorescent red. Fluorescent it's red. It's kind of like, like a Bass Pro red or something. Uh, I just wanted the brightest thing I could find, and I do wraps uh, as like a, my day job. Uh, I've got my own printing machine and stuff, and wanted to promote my business, and I figured the best way to catch people's eyes would be something bright. So we got a hold of some really bright wrap vinyl, and the rest is history. It's a good-looking race car. Um, so you've lived right next to the racetrack uh, your whole life. Yeah. And um, how old are you? I'm 26. So you're 26. Yeah. Um, what does this racetrack mean to you? Well, so I've actually – so I grew up, literally like you said like 600 yards that way uh, was my first house and we actually moved like I lived in Hickory and I still live in Hickory now but you know about 30 40 minutes away my grandpa still lives down there but I mean it means everything to me like my whole life my whole family it's everything I've ever heard of is is this place you know my our family history was built here my great-grandfather was one of the original builders and owners of the track his name was Jack Combs Um, his brother Charlie Combs was like one of the designers of this track and uh, Hickory and other tracks so 
Man, rooted pretty deep, so it means a lot to uh, to be able to actually get to race here. I look forward to it my whole life. I tell everybody I've probably ran more laps than anybody here on bicycles and big wheels and <laughs> on foot. So, uh, we I've, going in a race car, it's you know, it's it's a surreal feeling. But uh, man, qualifying, we we was fast. We yeah. felt really. I was surprised at how fast it felt. Um, so yeah, man, it just means the world to be able to actually do it. So. Um, You've kind of paid attention to the to the progress and the work being done here. I mean, I'm pretty blown away by the way the place looks. Did you think it would be anything like this when you came here for this race? No, I thought there'd still be vines hanging on the back stretch, uh, on the back stretch stands, and probably a couple holes in the pavement and stuff. But my God, I mean, they've they've done a ton. I love the RV camping. Like when when it first came out on iRacing, I was like, man, look at that. There's campers against the fence, like Tri County. That's that's my favorite part of Tri County. And uh, when I seen that they were doing that here, I was ecstatic. So, you know, I guess it used to be over in one and two, or was it three and four where they had campers? Uh, one it, here? Yeah. I think over there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one and two, right? Yeah, yeah okay. So, uh, yeah, so that's really cool. They've cleaned the place up, especially the infield. Like, you would never know how long it sat dormant and how uh, – how it, but it's just, just enough uh, – just enough history and like a little bit of aging here and there that that's okay with me. A couple potholes and stuff, but that's something that they'll have time to fix. But man, there's the uh, the amount of work they've put in, like advertisement-wise and and everything. Like I love the uh, banners on the on the old press box. That's yeah. really cool too. So man, there's a ton of stuff they've done. that's really cool. So tell us about yourself. Um, what kind of racing have you done? What'd you get your start in? Um, so I started obviously like everybody else racing go karts, but I started late, man. I was uh, I was like 14. My dad raced in the Dash Series, and uh, Eric Wilson he won uh, a championship once. It was like the Is Cars or whatever, and obviously my grandpa. So I always knew I wanted to race, but I think he was like so busy racing that I didn't want to bug him. And and I was playing sports and stuff. But anyway, so I got into go karts, and then. Uh, 2013 he traded in his dirt late model for a limited late model which i'm still racing today it's the same chassis what um, yeah same car 2006 eugene light car um got a little bit of an updated front clip on it but so big spring front uh you know fun car to drive it's got a little bit of age on her but she flexes just right gets us <laughs> to the corner sometimes uh but yeah man it's a uh, it's you know, so I raced at, in 2014, I started winning some in limiteds and moved up to late models, and uh, then life kind of happened where I couldn't really run full-time. Um, I got to run, you know, several races a year, and then eventually I ran the first car store race at Hickory they ever had, and kind of one-off deals every now and then, and then, uh, you know, here recently when I heard the rumblings about Wilkesboro coming back, I'm like, well, I got to get ready because I ain't raced in three years, so I need to go run a limited race, and then I was like, well, we'll go run the car store throwback race, so we did that and ran decent, and then, uh, so here we are today, so not necessarily a full-time touring driver up until this point, but my goal for next year is to go full-time on Cars Tour if I can make it all happen. So what needs to happen for that uh, box to get checked? Uh, I mean, obviously getting partners you know we've been able to work with uh, a few already two boroughs brewery here a local brewery in wilkesboro and jan lee detective agency i know you know of mitch uh lash he's he's helped oh, yeah. us out this year and um I cut, you know we've had plenty of other partners but man just trying to put together a bunch of partners to, to do this thing right and uh you know i never had a bunch of money to be able to race and uh, so i really 
try to appreciate when we do get someone that wants to help us out. So we try to make the best of it. I try to do as good as I can on social media with videos and Twitter and all that stuff and try to do a good job. And then Landon and I do windshield deep and stuff. So we try to, we try to make ourselves marketable to some degree, but um, that's my goal for next year. Just try to get some partners to go run full time. Talk about that a little bit, the marketing. We had Landon up here yesterday, and I do see you guys work a lot together, uh, creating a lot of content, and I think that that is absolutely um, going to pay pay off big for, for him and you uh, because no one else is really doing it. Uh, and you guys got great personalities. Y'all really play off each other really well. Kind of got this little 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 posse together yeah. with, with Moonhead and so forth. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you know some of the stuff y'all do together uh so me and landon met his dad rob and my dad eric raced against each other in the dash series and then obviously rob is the only other five-time champion in the dash series along with my grandpa so like we've kind of been intertwined since birth i guess but didn't really start hanging out until i started racing at hickory um and then once we met it was kind of off to the races we uh probably drank our first beers together uh, probably, you know, did did everything that you can imagine that 15 to 17 year olds would do, and and grew up, grew into men together, and now we we started a podcast, which we kind of we call it a podcast, but I don't think we've ever done a podcast. We literally go in, to racetracks and take a tent and a cooler full of, full of beer and a and a microphone and just talk to fans and drivers and stream it on Facebook and stuff, and that's called Windshield Deep. Um, I know some of you guys probably heard of that, but. We try to do a lot of stuff. We do some vlogs and stuff together now. Landon's been pushing me to do some more vlogs, um, which I'm trying to do some more of. He does it all the time. Yeah. But, but we, uh, I ain't, I don't know if I've got that much grind in me on the, on the vlog and stuff. <laughs> but he, uh, it's fun, man. We, we do work together well. We have a, we have a good relationship. And I think uh, going forward, we're going to do a lot more stuff, especially like things are getting bigger. They're growing. I feel like for years we've done stuff and he'd be like, oh man, we got to do this. We got to go to this track and make us you know, do a show here. I'm like, man, you're crazy. I ain't going all the way to Franklin County to do a show. And we don't even get paid for it or nothing. We're going to spend more money in gas and beer than we make all week. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, that's what we did. But now that we've kind of, we kind of built together a little bit a small fan base but a little bit of a following and stuff and people like to see us go race and have fun and you know going three years without racing you kind of get comfortable not racing and like you feel like man maybe i'm just not a competitive person maybe that gene isn't really in me and then soon as you get in the car again it's like all right yeah i remember what i was doing like this is why i did it why i want to do it so it's kind of the same thing with that you know so uh the last few years have been uh really big for both of us um and then this year alone for me has been huge so i'm ready really ready to carry it in next year yeah what do you expect for tonight i mean this place is going to be tough on tires we've been talking about it with everybody that's been up here but kind of what's your approach to the race yeah i think uh i'm gonna save as much as i can i mean i i think that's probably our best shot um i knew we wouldn't really set the world on fire the lack of experience from the driver uh, on in qualifying probably was our, our main issue but we uh probably left a tenth on the table or so i've never i've never qualified on track this big and i've qualified on stickers twice the last uh four years now so got a little bit of learning to do with that but uh i think the car has good speeds or speed our tire temps look good all day um on old tires we was plenty fast um started off the day a little bit snug and as the night that went on Got a little bit too tight in qualifying, so uh, we're gonna make the necessary adjustments for that, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, 120 
or 115 laps into it, we'll be in a, in a decent position. We're going to go out there with realistic expectations. I know I'm up against really good competition, obviously. So our goal is to go out there and get us a top 10, and we'll hang our hat, hang our heads high on that. But, um, you know, most of all, I think the race is going to be somewhat tame. I feel like it's going to be tame because there's some controlled cautions in, a, in effect, so people are going to be racing for those. But uh, there's always a couple guys, especially on tracks where people are saving, that uh, they like to try to go out there and lead laps real fast. So it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a mixed bag, but I think it's going to be, uh, my strategy is to save as much as I can, try to be there at the end. And I think everybody's going to say that, but as soon as the pace lights come on, everything changes. So yeah. we'll the see what The switch happens. goes off in the brain. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I can lead at Wilkesboro. I'm taking the lead right now. <laughs> So, which it might happen to me. So, if y'all see me in tenth and I'm passing cars, hold a sign up. Slow down. Don't, don't quit doing that. You're not gonna be there at the end. So, y'all just if you see me doing that, just come to the fence and give me one of those or something. So I chill out. Man, we appreciate you coming up here yeah. and uh, get, glad to get to know you. Finally see you and meet you. I've yeah. seen you on the internet and social media oh, yeah. hanging with Landon. Super great dude. And uh, good luck night. Have fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. It. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thanks for coming up. Here, I'll take that. He's a great personality. So the next guy coming up here, uh, his dad and my dad both raced on this racetrack together, Phil Parsons. Uh, his son, Stefan's in the race tonight. Come on up here, Stefan. Stefan, y'all have... Uh, <clears throat> Y'all have no idea how impressive this man's qualifying lap is. I looked at the rundown this morning, and I was like, what? So when he got here, went out on the racetrack, and it, going in, even in second gear, things was bottoming out on the track. So they missed the, they missed the setup on the pull-down rig. I'm sure they never even got it on a pull-down rig. The, but si the sim, the sim yeah, didn't the show. the sim didn't work. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he was spent most of yesterday just trying to get his car off the ground uh, to where he could make a lap and then went out there and, and put it in the middle of the field, which is pretty impressive because it's a tough field all the way through. Blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. <laughs> I love this guy, man. He's got a great attitude. Uh, we raced with him in the in Xfinity Series. And uh, as this race was getting closer to the date, uh, we had a, you know, if you're going to have a couple drivers or a couple teams realize that they can't make the trip or something happens whether it's the race car the budget or an issue with an engine or whatever and uh, we had we had a spot open up and this guy put together a program like what in the last three weeks last monday yeah yeah and so that you know he shows up uh car ain't right just and all through yesterday even with all the struggle and the rush to get here never seen him without a smile on his face uh, i just love his personality and the way he carries himself and uh, doesn't he's not assuming of anything and works really hard for every opportunity he gets uh, especially we watch him in the xfinity series just trying to get everything he can get man so we're glad you're here glad you're gonna have an opportunity to race and looks like you got your car handling pretty good glad to be here yeah no this is this is so cool i mean i mean look at all these fans here i mean this is awesome um there's so much hype around this i remember as soon as they announced this i was like i want to do this race i have to do this race and it took every bit of two months, but as of last Monday, it worked out. Here we are. So it's super cool. I remember when I got off the exit here, pulling up to the racetrack, I started blasting, uh, give me some love and from Days of Thunder. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, but no, it's, this is super cool. Obviously, this track and this area is super special to my family. Um, my Uncle Benny, having grown up here, 
my grandparents also growing up here. My mom went to high school around here, and obviously Terry has had so much to do with bringing this place back as long, along with yourself. So uh, it's just an honor to be here. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, the connection to the Parsons family with this racetrack. I know Benny's wife was all about trying to preserve this place, and, and um, so that's, uh, that's, I know that's been important to her. Uh, so uh, how does that feel? You know, you pull in here today. The place looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it everything you expected it to be? I mean, it's everything I expected it to be and more. Obviously, we're here seven hours before the race, and y'all, y'all faithful are already here, out here in support. So it's super cool. Um, man, I'm just excited. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I'm just excited. Like, it's different. You know, it's different than racing on Saturdays. It's, there's a whole different type of feel and vibe to it. This is like... This is, I feel like this is what racing was 30 years ago before, before I was even alive. And it's so cool to be a part of it. It's so cool to be here um, racing against you, racing against all these great late model stock guys. So uh, I'm, I've said this word probably 100 times this week, but I am pumped. Yeah. I feel like that we don't realize what, what's happening around us here this week. Uh, and it's probably going to be one of them things when – we look back, we're going to be like, damn, I wish I'd enjoyed that more because mm-hmm. I just now feel, you know, I'm starting to realize exactly what I was doing or what we were, what we were experiencing. But mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to live in the moment um, when it's happening so fast and so, so, so big. But mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. We're going to have some fun on the track. Uh, I don't think either one of us really are that uber focused on performance. We're just yeah. going to go out there and have some fun. Some of these guys are racing for points mm-hmm. and, and this, you know, the Cars Tour is doing its thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get in the middle of any of that. But, uh, you know, what, what, is your, uh, what is your approach to the race? Uh, well, it's funny. Somebody asked me in an interview yesterday, said, what are you going to do if that green three car is in front of you at two to go? I said, <laughs> first of all, if I'm anywhere near Dale, I'm having a great night. Second of all. Not, not a guarantee. That's not a, that's not a promise. <laughs> second of all, if I even come close to touching him, I'm not sure I'd be able to make it out of here. So... Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot similar to like a Myrtle Beach, Florence type race. Uh, this place is super worn out, uh, super hard on tires. So I think it's gonna be you're gonna see big tire conservation for the first probably three quarters of the race, and then whoever saved the most that last quarter of the race is gonna be the one to beat. Yeah, I agree. I th- you know I was watching the limiteds last night, and um, they went pretty hard for 50 laps. You know I know they they went they weren't really anybody riding a lot in that race mm-hmm. so that surprised me just watching they're on a scuff tire it's already got some wear to it mm-hmm. and they put it you know put it through its paces for 50 laps so that mm-hmm. gave me a little more confidence maybe to we won't have to we won't have to conserve quite as much as we we thought when mm-hmm. we watched the mods race here man they were conserving yeah, hard like three seconds off the pace yeah and and i think that they realized maybe they overdid it a little bit that first night and then they mm-hmm. went and ran a totally different race the second yeah. night but uh, we're all going to be learning on the fly. Um, <clears throat> talk about, you know, where you got your start. Where did you run your first race? What was your first race car? So, actually, uh, I started in Mandaleros. Uh, they're basically like a basically like a go-kart with a full body. Um, I started racing at the Summer Shootout, Char- uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Raced there for a few years, moved up to Legend Cars, and then raced uh, late models for, for three years just around Cars Tour, Hickory, Orange County, Myrtle Beach, places like that. Uh, it's kind of where I cut my teeth, and um, I just love being able to, regardless of, of where it is, whether it's here at Wilkesboro or, or Florence or anywhere, being able to come and run late models because it's a whole different type of discipline than, than what we get to do on the weekends. Um, all of these guys here are so competitive. 
Um, the field's stacked. I mean, I think from, like, 1st to 20th is, like, two tenths uh, in qualifying. Yeah. So uh, to be able to come down here and compete uh, and, and kind of hone your craft, and, and I think it really uh, is advantageous to be able to do stuff like that. I mean, you see uh, Kyle Larson, William, um, Chase Elliott, a lot of these guys go down and, and run weekly races and run short track races, and obviously it pays off for them. So, um, yeah, no, it's just super fun. Um, I, and I just love late models. I love this type of car. I love, uh, you know, not a lot of power, not a lot of brake. They don't drive very good. So I think it really, uh, it really shows a lot of discipline to be able to be good in one of these things. Yeah. So you run in the Xfinity Series. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that program. Uh, y'all, we have, uh, I see him uh, during the week sometimes when I go over to late model stock uh, shop. We have a little uh, racing uh, community over by the drag strip in Mooresville, and uh, LW owns some shops over there, my, my brother-in-law. And we rent one of LW's shops for our late model stock program, and then uh, Stefan's team uh, rents the buildings from LW that are right next door to us. Mm-hmm. So I see we and him kind of <laughs> cross paths quite a bit. But talk about that program, uh, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so I've been running with uh, Alpha Prime Racing this year, Tommy Joe Martin, Cesar Baccarella. Um, got uh, SoCal as a sponsor. I've been very fortunate to have them as a partner. But, you know, we've, uh, we're have we just trying to build our program. Um, you know, we don't necessarily have the funding that some of the big teams have. Um, but we're trying to kind of win the race within a race, right? Like, we know, we know when we go to the racetrack that, you know, we might not be able to compete for a win, but if we can finish top 15, that's going to be a great day for us. So we're trying to build that program. We've had some good runs uh, this year. Our last race out at Watkins Glen, uh, we finished 12th. And then Daytona last week, uh, I wasn't driving, but uh, one of my teammates finished fifth. So really trying to build that program um, and just try to make the most out of that opportunity. You know, it's it's a great learning curve. Or it's a great learning step for me uh, to be able to run an equipment like that because – um, one, it teaches you the car, it teaches you how to run Xfinity cars, these all these tracks and stuff like that. But also, being able to get the most out of your equipment is um, is obviously imperative. So uh, that's really important to us. We got Darlington on Saturday, so that place is also worn out. So hopefully, I can learn a little bit tonight, and and that that'll help me on Saturday too. I, the first time I saw Stefan race was at Hickory. I went over there <laughs> to watch Josh uh, run. I think it was Martinsville race weekend, so uh, night before the Cup race. I uh, went uh, to Hickory, and uh, Stefan's out there racing. Gets that was my first ever late model race. All right. He gets t- gets fenders banged up a little bit in a crash with somebody, a couple other cars. And uh, I see I see Phil down in the pits, and uh, I'm up on top of the truck, and I don't know if it was after the race or right in the middle of the race, but there was a fight. And I think Phil actually started the fight uh, with the other guys that we, we you end up getting in the dust up with. Yeah. And – I mean, I know Phil's a fiery, fiery guy, but um, he was right there in Hickory. I think he just called the truck race the night before uh, as a broadcaster, and then he's at Hickory with his son. Uh, got the dukes up because <laughs> somebody was messing with him. But, uh, you know, t- talk about that relationship you had with your dad and how, you know, it's awesome to have him in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he d- you know, I don't think that he has a whole a lot of – monetary influence on your career Mm -hmm. but i know that he is there he's there with you yesterday down in the garage Mm -hmm. so to have him in your corner just supporting you and and giving you advice how helpful is that oh it's a huge help it's it's funny you mentioned that he uh 
when that happened, like we got wrecked and uh, we were running around, we had fenders falling off, all that. I was coming on the radio. I'm like, should we pit? And the spotter was like, no, your your dad's busy fighting the entire pit area right now. He can't come down pit road. And he thought he got away with it too, but he goes to Martinsville the next day on Sunday. He thought nobody was going to know about it. And he gets there and everybody's asking him, why were you getting in a fight last night? And he's like, how do people know? It was because Dale told everybody. Um, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> no, it, you know, it's, it's really special uh, for me because I grew up, he, you know, he quit racing when I was like three years old, but uh, just he obviously doing TV and stuff like that, being able to go to the racetrack and be around the racetrack, it was all I ever wanted to do. It's all, truly all I've ever been somewhat good at, to be honest with you. So um, I've just always wanted to really be like him and, and be like Benny, and he's been a huge help on me. I mean, Everything I know, I learned from him, and uh, even now, uh, he enjoys being able to come and do stuff like this and, and spend time together. This is what we bond over, right? Like, whenever we talk on the phone two, three times a day, and it's always about racing, some yeah. conversation about racing. So, uh, it's what our relationship is based on, and it's really special for us to be able to be here and do this. From watching uh, your father's career and then, you know, obviously going back and studying it and, and doing the podcast with him and just talking to other people that worked with him, Andy Petrie and other people that worked with your, your dad early, early in his career, mm -hmm. there's so many similarities with y'all's grind mm -hmm. and how you're, you're hustling, right, to put deals together. Your dad was the same way, man. He, was, he worked his tail off to, to get this opportunity and that opportunity. And a lot of times he was driving cars that weren't competitive but just to be out there on the racetrack and it worked you know it actually got him into a, a good race car where he could go out there and eventually win and um and then he developed you know a great little xfinity program i was when i went in the xfinity series in 98 99 the fact that i'm racing phil parsons this <laughs> dude's you know been there a long time he's done it all and i felt like that i could learn so much from him mark martin and other guys out there that dick trickle you know there, there was a good group of guys that had some super duper veteran experience uh and so it was so fun to r race with your father for a couple years there and he had a great competitive team um but i see a lot of similarities in in y'all's y'all's lives and, and especially in in racing well I, I appreciate that you know he uh like you said i i've he he one thing he definitely taught me is uh try to have a good work ethic you know you can get you can get knocked down beat down uh, however many times, but it's about how you get back up and how you recover. And I definitely learned that from him and still try and, uh, still try and use that to this day. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming up here and giving you a little bit of time to these folks. Uh, they're going to be pulling for you. What's your car look like? Uh, it's number 21. Uh, it's black and red, got Red Rocks Cafe on it, specialty car company, local company here in Wilkesboro. So we're super excited about it. I want to say thank you all to all the fans for coming out. It's going to be a great night. Thank you, Dale, for obviously helping make all this happen, having me up here and, I'm really excited. All right, buddy. We'll see you on the track. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, you. man. <clears throat> yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, this uh, our last guest. I'm really excited about it. We added uh, we added her yesterday when when we found out she was going to actually come and run the race. I think they announced it this week. Uh, Katie Hedinger Hedinger is uh, going to come up to the stage. Come on up here, Katie. She. Uh, <laughs> She is the winningest female at Hickory Motor Speedway, and uh, an just like uh, uh, with Stefan, an opportunity uh, opened up for someone to join the field, and, and they, they in entered the race, entered their car. Uh, she's really competitive. Uh, 
but drives all kinds of all kinds of things. Uh, you know, I don't really know as much as I'd like to about her career, uh, but let's learn about her today, Katie. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, thank you for having me. So tell us where you're from first. Um, I'm from a small town, Dryden, from Michigan. So it is about 10 hours from here. Um, I've lived there my whole life, and we travel about down here about almost every weekend. So where did you start racing? Was it up in Michigan? Did you start start driving cars? or? Yeah, so my grandpa, Jim Hettinger, raced, but he mostly ran midgets. He was a really good midget racer. And then my dad started racing, and they both started in quarter midgets. So there were some tracks up by us, so I started racing quarter midgets when I was five years old. Um, and I raced those till I was about nine, and we traveled all over for those. Um, I won some championships, was pretty decent in those. And then when I was 10, I switched to dirt micros. So I ran uh, three, 360s uh, micros, and I raced those for about two years. And then in 2020, I run a, won a junior late mile championship up by us. And then we started coming down here, and I ran limited late miles and late miles for Matt Piercy. So... Um was when the I guess uh, do you you know when you're living up in Michigan and racing up there and you're just kind of you know t- you know enjoying every opportunity you can get uh, when you learn that you might come all the way down here to race what was your initial reaction? Um, well, in 2020 when I won the Junior Late Mall Championship, that we raced in like Indiana, Ohio, and I would never think that I'd come down here. Like ever since I started racing, I wanted to get to NASCAR. I wanted to win a Cup championship. So. But I never thought I'd be coming down here almost every weekend racing down here. So when my dad told me um, the winter of 2020, we were down here almost every weekend testing with Matt. Um, and then we didn't really have success in 2021 in limited lay miles until the end of the season. And I won um, the Bobby Isaac in the limited lay mall. And then the next weekend we went down, I won in late mall stock. So I would have never thought we'd be coming down here. So um, your family, you still live up there, and you're, you're, y'all travel quite a bit. I mean, how do you make that work? What are the things you got going on in your life that sort of have to sacrifice a little bit for your racing career? Uh, my parents help a lot with it. I give them all the credit for everything. They sacrifice so much. But um, I am a sophomore in high school, so I miss a lot of school. <laughs> um, we raced last weekend at Motor Mile with Car Store, and I missed some school for that. So Monday I went into school. And I asked for more work from last week. Back in Michigan. Yeah, and then I had to tell them that I needed work for this week because I got the call that I'd be here. So um, it's hard sometimes struggling um, with school. And then I also am on the varsity volleyball and basketball team. So I miss a lot of practice for that. But um, my school in town knows about racing, so yeah. they all support me. That's good. So everybody's pretty understanding about, you know, your schedule. And, I mean, certainly I know you're, you're – you're very blessed and excited to have these opportunities, but uh, I mean, at any point, is, are you just like drained uh, physically and mentally with that type of a schedule? Uh, I mean, last night I was pretty tired qualifying yeah. at 1.30 in the morning, but racing has always been what I want to do. So I will pretty much sacrifice as much as I can to get this. And I'm so thankful my family backs me up for it um, because that is my dream. So everyone who helps me, I can't thank them enough. Well, we're excited to see uh, see you here this weekend. And I, when I heard that you were entered into the race, I was really excited because I first got to see you race this year over at, over at Hickory and just impressed by your ability and speed and the pace you have. All the things as far as racecraft, all those things come in time and, uh, you know, you get better with every race, but you have 
raw ability, you know, and that's like the key thing. If you don't have that, you can't never really develop it. Um, and so, you know, who all is supporting you to to have these opportunities? Who are some of the people? I know that Chevrolet's uh, 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 in your corner, uh, excited about your, your future, but talk about some of the other people. I know you mentioned your parents, but uh, you have other partners, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Matt Piercy, who I drive for, he helps a lot. Um, he gives me a great car every weekend. Uh, Lauren Rainier, he helps me a ton. He so gets us. I, I want Lauren Rainier is a, a big name in, in motorsports, uh, and I wanted to make sure everybody understands the connection so y'all remember the 28 car Hardys, uh, the Grey Ghost that Buddy Baker won in 1980, Daytona 500 with. That's the Lanier family, and he's part of that. He's a son of that family. So uh, he, he is uh, kind of like a, an agent in a sense, um, kind of, you know, helping point out or highlight some some really talented people all across the country that, that, that may deserve opportunities. And it's it's a guy that uh, Junior Motorsports or Chevrolet really listens to in terms of, hey, man, I think this person is somebody to, to look at. Pay attention to this driver when you go to the racetrack uh, this weekend. Uh, so that's a great person to have in your corner supporting you. Yeah, in 2020, he told me that this weekend I was going to be like – or that this – him working with me he was going to be a second dad to me and I was like ha 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 like I I, I just met you and now he is now yeah. I'm asking him if I can stay at his house this weekend like he's a really cool dude he helps me with a lot he understands um, so he helps me a lot my parents um, my sponsors Team Chevy Victory Custom Trailers Fram Filters Autolite Spark Plugs um, and then we just got the Central Logistics they came on board for this race so they're helping a lot too so I can't thank them enough so um, you got some opportunity to run some laps yesterday. Uh, I saw you out on the track, and uh, what was your kind of first impression? Um, well, at first I got four laps in the rain, so that I was just trying to learn how to run the track because I didn't get any simulator time or anything on this because I found out Monday night that I was coming down. So um, I was really just watched a bunch of videos and just tried to learn the line and everything. I tried to follow you sometimes to learn the line. Um, but it is a really cool track. I'm so glad I got to, I'm getting able to race here because this is an opportunity of a lifetime. So it's a really cool track. I just I really have to save my tires in the race. So I, I hope I can do that. <laughs> Me too. I don't. So I've never run late models. I haven't raced. Uh, I haven't raced in a competitive late model race since 1997. Really, really long time ago. And back then. Uh, we didn't think about saving tires. We, I raced at Myrtle Beach, and it's one of the most abrasive tracks or was one of the most abrasive tracks out there even back then. And, um, but we didn't know. We just went, and with 40 laps into the race of a 100-lap weekly feature, we were done, and we didn't know any better. We didn't ever think, to man, maybe we should try to take care of our tires. We just went as hard as we could every lap. Um, but now it's so important, you know, in, in the late model car to, to also be smart with your with your tires and so talk about that a little bit i know you raced hickory a lot and that's critical at hickory even in a short feature you have to be smart about slipping the tires so some of the talk about some of the techniques or some of the things you really pay attention to or don't want to do try not to do during the race yeah so i've never really ran at a track where i have to save my tires like as much as i do here i never got to run at myrtle beach so at hickory usually like if I get in the lead in the first lap, in the first 40, then we just save like the last 20 laps. So then we have it for the second race. So this one, I think I just need to be patient. Um, 
run the first couple laps on starts hard and then just try and save as much as I can because this is all a big learning experience for me. I'm just happy to be here. So I, it would be amazing to win, but um, that's not really what my overall goal is here. I just want to finish the race, hopefully a top 10, um, yeah. and just be smart. That's my goal. Same goal. Um, I, um, you know, I kind of want to know what you're thinking about your future. I know you're, you're, you're still in high school, and it's probably a terrible question to ask, but um, when you dream about your future, what's in that dream? What car are you driving, and, and where are you racing? Um, well, my mom works at General Motors, so I really want to drive for a Chevy team. Um, but... Overall, my overall goal is to run in the NASCAR Cup Series, but I don't want to just get there. I want to win a championship. So at the end of this year, we're going to run Phoenix and Las Vegas in an ARCA car. Really? So awesome. the announcement is coming out next week for details so on that. So the announcement's <laughs> not out yet. You guys will hear about this soon, sooner. Consider yourself very lucky. Yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure probably everyone said this, but I would love to drive for you. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I would love for you to drive for us. I would love that. Um, and so, really, like, in high school, everyone's like, what do you want to do for your job? And I really hope racing works out because I don't know what I want to do other no than drive B. race cars. Yeah, that's the, way, that's the way I was, too. No plan B. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that when, when you're as young as you are, you know, it's hard to be patient. So... You know, are you are you able? Are you, you know, with 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 Lauren helping you, is is everybody sort of keeping you mentally just kind of like, look, man, go out here today, run this race, have fun, don't worry about next year. Um, you know, is it easier for you to kind of just you know focus on what you're doing in the car and not really have to worry about like, oh my gosh, is is everything ready for the next thing? Is there, is the next opportunity ready? Is we, are we gonna you know because. I will say this. I guess the best way to explain this is, when I was when I was in your shoes, uh, I was I did not enjoy what I was doing because I was so worried about making it. And even with my last name, I knew that, like you say in the Cup Series, there's 40 cars, so there's 40 guys, and that's the only 40 in this whole country and whole world to get to do that on Sunday. And so I thought, yeah, even with all the open doors that I was going to have, it would still be hard to expect that to happen. Um, so I think I didn't enjoy what you're doing now as much as I should have. But um, talk about that because, I mean, it's hard to, you know, you definitely want to have fun what you're doing, but it's hard not to be competitive and think about the future. Yeah, I'm a very competitive person. I thank my dad for that. But him, Lauren, and Matt, they all – keep me at bay and they tell me that I will have a spot um, I get told a lot that I have a future in racing um, it's just hard because I'm a very competitive person and I see kids my age who are doing well and moving up um, William Wallace, he's one of my biggest competitors he's a good driver and he's my age so I see that and I just I worry because I'm like I want to get there am I not doing well I tested a Trans Am car last week and when I first got in one I wasn't good and Carson Quapel gets in one and he's doing so good and so I was like worried about that and I was like I don't know dad like am I just not good for this but by the end of that day I was having so much fun so I think I just need to trust everyone who's behind me and um, just focus on doing good in the races yeah that's such a hard thing to do at that age uh, it drove me crazy 
because I was really living some of the best times of my life and didn't realize it. Uh, and I think that that may be the same case for you. This is an incredible time in your life, uh, but sometimes being, being uber-focused on the next thing or the next opportunity doesn't allow you to really see that, right? But uh, I'm excited for you. I really am, and I hope that I hear your name a lot over the next several years, and we would love to be partners one day and have you driving our race cars. So going to keep my eye on you. Thanks for being here today and sharing with these folks. Tell them about your race car, what it looks like, so they'll be able to pull for you out on the racetrack tonight. Uh, I'm driving the white and pink number 71 late model. So it's got Chevrolet on the side of it and Victory on the hood. So, And hopefully it's in Victory Lane tonight. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Yep. Man, she's awesome. Um, we've had so many great guests up here today. This has been a lot of fun for me. Uh, I think we accomplished what we wanted to with these Q&As the last two days, uh, highlighting some of the folks that will be racing here today for y'all. So you'll know. I know you know every, a lot there is about me out there, but it's good to have some information on some of the other folks you'll see tonight in the race. And uh, But anyhow, uh, I think we got a little bit of time. We got, I'll give, if we got a mic, we got an extra mic. There's a couple laying around here. Oh, yeah, of course, that one there, my feet. Um, anybody, if you got a good question, raise your hand. We'll take a couple. <clears throat> so you said earlier you're not going to burn, burn your car up. But if you win a race, you're going to burn your car down? Oh, yeah, we'll do a <laughs> – I don't know. Wait, I own the car and the motor and the transmission. Uh, yeah, if we, uh, if we win, yeah, we'll do whatever feels right at the time. That's kind of the way you do it. You don't really have a plan. Uh, but when you win a race, you got you, you know the, it's like a cork coming out of the out of the bottle, man. You just let it go, and whatever happens, whatever you do is what you do. Who's got another one back here? First of all, thank you very much, Dale, for putting all this together and doing this for us. Yes, sir. Um, I'm from I'm from Norfolk, Virginia, and I race at Langley Speedway as my home track. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, growing up in Norfolk. I know yeah. you were a kid there. Did you ever turn any laps at Langley? Did you ever race there? I know T I know uh, Timothy uh, uh, T.J. Majors did, and he ran an arena car there. Obviously, Josh won the uh, Hampton Heat last year. Um, Butterbean, uh, you talked to him and Connor all yesterday. Thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, he'd be a good one to follow as well because he sure knows how to conserve his tires. So, thank you. Who's that? Butterbean. All right, I'll follow Butter Butterbean. He's starting right next to me. All right. I, um, I want to answer his question there. Um, my mom, uh, <laughs> I met, this is so weird. So, and I was living in a house with my mom when I was five years old in Kannapolis. Uh, my parents separated in 78. This was, you know, I don't know, uh, 79. Our house caught, caught on fire. Woke up one morning, the kitchen was on fire. So mom gives, uh, I met the guy that owns the house to yesterday that owns that house over in Kannapolis that we lived in. I texted to Kelly, and I was like, man, we can go look at it if you want. Um, but uh, anyways, Mom moved to Norfolk, gave custody of me and Kelly to Dad, who was living on the lake in Lake Norman, and Mom moved up to Norfolk because that's where her mom and family was at. And so I went to Norfolk as a kid all my life for 20 years, every Christmas and once in summer. And uh, would uh, my mom worked at a auto shop, Dale Orr owned it, um, and uh, I got to know quite a few of the race car drivers that ran at Langley, and it was, uh, I, you know, I have a connection to, to Langley, even though I've never ran a lap there. Uh, my mom's 
you know, having the history of being up there, and we went to the track as kids uh, when I was a young, young teenager, and and uh, watched Phil Warren race. Yeah. Good. So, um, yeah, I've watched all those guys run up there, and, and uh, that was a fun time. And uh, I know Dad raced up there a little bit back in the day. but uh, And then and we went to the Naval Yard and all that, Chesapeake Bay. But uh, anyhow, yeah, got some great memories from, from spending a lot of time up in Norfolk and around that area. One more. One more. Who's got it? You. Okay. Hey, Dale, I, I know you talked about it on the podcast before and on Twitter a little bit. Are we any closer to the High Rock Sun Drop coming out, or has oh, any right. progress been made on that? All right, so we love Sun Drop, have all our lives. We've just started a uh, High Rock Vodka company. With Me and my wife started with Sugarlands uh, in Gatlinburg. Y'all know about Sugarlands and all their, their, their great products. But... Um, they wanted to start a vodka, so me and my wife partnered with them. We own part of the brand, so it's not a personal service agreement. It's not something I'm going to pitch for a couple of years and disappear. Uh, we're trying to make this work and something I can pass on to my kids. And uh, But anyhow, uh, you know, when you when you talk to High Rock or you talk to Sundrop, they don't know each other. They never met. Uh, so when you say, hey, man, we ought to come together and make a drink, they're like, well, why are we going to do that? So <laughs> what else? What else? What's the next step? You enter a late model stock race with Sundrop on the hood, and then you give Landon Huffman a little bit of money to wrap a car, get Dylan to wrap his car. Dylan wrapped the 75 car, high rock car that's running limited, and you put them out on a track and get them to the same racetrack together where they got to talk. And so we're <laughs> we wheel this into existence. That's what we do. <laughs> just like this racetrack here, just like this race. Man, you know, I put, I backed old Marcus into a corner. All the guys that I racing, I backed them into a corner to get this place scanned. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna tell y'all a little uh, a story. You might have heard it. I was on a plane uh, with Marcus to Vegas. I was, I, I, we, me and my wife had that unfortunate accident, so I didn't have a, a way to travel. I, bummed a ride with Marcus to get to Vegas so I could broadcast. And we're in the air flying, and I text, uh, I was talking to Marcus, and I said, Marcus, I, I want to scan North Westboro. He's like, all right, what does that mean? I said, well, I just need to go out there and clean it up. And I had, we talked for about 30 minutes. And he said, if you want to go out there and weed eat it and clean it up, you can scan it, no problem. So I tweeted to one of the guys that I race and one of the higher ups that I race and I said, I can scan North Wilsboro if, if uh, you guys are willing to do it. Marcus has gave me the green light. And basically they, had, they couldn't say no. The response on Twitter was so overwhelming that they, they, couldn't, they didn't want to be the bad guy to turn it down, right? So, you know, that's probably unethical on some levels, but um, here we are, right? It's gonna be a great day. I'm going I'm to come over here and sign some autographs. Uh, we're going to do one per person. Unless you beg, uh, we'll do two. Well, there you have it. Both Q&A sessions from North Wilkesboro. Both were a lot of fun to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed them as much as we did here at Dirty Mo Media. I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of great content being pumped through these hallways, and you don't want to miss a second of them. So go over to our YouTube channel, Dirty Mo Media, and subscribe. Never miss another piece of content that we put out and let's just keep this train rolling what do you say 
I'll see you next Tuesday, guys, on another new episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Dirty Mode Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.